0: Praise the Lord. Amen. Wasn't that a good word? Man. They're all interested in your money. Hallelujah. And your wife too. Glory to God. Amen. Romans chapter number 12. We are still talking about detoxing. Amen. This is basically talking about removing the thoughts that are contrary to God's word. Amen? Because we discovered that as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. So your thought life is critical. Amen? In fact, the life, the direction of your life is a sum total of your dominant thoughts. Say that to your neighbor. The direction of your life is the sum total of your dominant thoughts. What you think of the most is where you're at right now. Oh, pastor, I just don't know, man. You know, these women, every time I try to get up in the Lord, man, they're everywhere, man. (laughs) We know exactly what you think about, amen? But before we get into the message, next week is exciting. It's Women's Day on Sunday, and uh, all of the men are going to be here just sitting and uh, watching while the women minister to us, amen? Amen so it's going to be exciting. I want to invite you to come in full force. I am told that they have something exciting in store for us, so let's just come and support our women. Amen. Uh, Secondly, we have our annual conference in October uh, on the 16th of October, and this is an opportunity for us to get into the Word for the whole weekend, and I mean, we've seen tremendous things happen through these conferences. And we just want to invite you and your family to just participate and be a part of this conference. It's going to be awesome. We have Stacy coming. We have uh, Pastor Michael Amy coming. And we have uh, Eric Leach coming. Eric is a Psalmist in Hollywood. He is one of the worship directors out there. And he's going to be spending a lot of time with uh, our choir as well, because they are doing a lot of uh, African songs out there. And he's way too excited to be coming out and it's just exciting if you want to be a part of this uh, project in the church uh, please make sure you stay behind for five minutes we're gonna chat about it over here and uh, make sure when you say you want to be a part of this project you're not just talking because we believe in putting our money where our mouth is at in fact we're looking for financial partners for this particular conference amen It was going to be a louder, amen. I shouldn't have said that before. (laughs) Amen. I said amen. Amen. (laughs) So how many are going to be a part of that? (laughs) Okay, see me over here. Amen. Uh, What else do I have here? We are going to be streaming our services live uh, starting uh, two weeks from today. So if you don't make it to church, you you should still be able to just log in, and that should not be an excuse for not coming to church. Okay? The Bible says, do not forsake the gathering or the assembling together, as is the habit of some of you. If it was back home, would say, system <speaking in> church. <Spanish> when it becomes a habit, it is now a system. Back home. Amen? So... That should not be an excuse, but if you're out of town or you happen to be in hospital, speaking of that, uh, we want to say congratulations to Tafazo and Bongi. They were blessed with a baby girl yesterday morning, and uh, it's just exciting. Things are happening. I told them the quickest way to grow a church is to just get your wife pregnant. Amen? (laughs) Detox. How many have started their detox process, and how many have restarted or have had to restart? How many times have you had to restart? Oh, it can't be ten times. We only have seven (laughs) days in a week. Okay, make sure you do your detox uh, uh, prosperity uh, detoxing. That's what I'll call it now. Um, So that we can uh, see the results. We're already seeing some testimonies from a pilot group of people that we gave the detox uh, prior to publishing it. And uh, it's just exciting. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. And because we are going to be streaming live, our church services, we want to encourage you to uh, come early. Amen. And when you decide to go to the bathroom, please don't walk in front of the camera. Amen. And if the camera is on you, don't pick your nose. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Crazy things happen on camera. Amen. And don't be caught. Romans, chapter number 12, verse 2. If you have it, say, I have it. We'll wait for some of you that do not have it yet. Romans, chapter number 12, verse 2. 2. 2. 1, 2. Better known as 2nd. It says, Do not be conformed to the patterns of this world... But be ye what? Transformed. How many of you would like some transformation? Almost everybody in here. Doesn't matter where you are. Transformation is for you. Say amen to that. He says, do not be conformed. In other words, do not be poured into the mold of the world system. Do not be conformed to this world. By this world, he's not talking about the cosmic world that we live in. He's talking about a system of government. And he's saying, Don't be conformed to that system of government which is based on the world's way of doing things, but be ye what? Transformed by the renewing of your mind, so that you may be able to prove that which is the good, perfect, and acceptable will of God. That word prove is is the word, the Greek word to manifest. Amen. We have a lot of church folk confessing things that they have not manifested. Hallelujah. I'm rich. Well, have you manifested it? No, not yet, Pastor. Well, here's the answer for you to manifest it. I have the fruit of the Holy Spirit within me. Well, have you manifested it? Well, Pastor, sometimes I struggle with temper. Now, here's a way for you to get rid of that temper. Change the way you think. Amen. Amen. And I believe this message applies in all spheres and all areas of life. This is why before you get married in this church, we take you through a six-week program to renew your mind concerning marriage. Because marriage and dating, man, it's a totally different ballgame. In marriage, sometimes you wake up and look at your wife and think, man, I don't want to be married right now. Amen? And if you're not properly trained, you will go to the store and trade in for a younger, later uh, model. And that's what people do. Because they are not trained. They have not gotten their minds renewed in that area. So if you want prosperity, you have to change the way you think in line with God's way of prospering you. Amen? Amen? Because while the world system says, if you want to be rich, get all you can, can all you get, and sit on the can, over here in God's system, he says, if you want to be prosperous, trust me. And do what I tell you. Amen. (laughs) I said, Amen. In fact, he says, give it away so that it can come back to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together and running over, shall men give unto your bosom. That's God's system and god's system is uh, 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 diametrically opposed to the world system amen in the world if you want to be promoted at work you have to backstab people not only that you have to beg bite them you have to speak bad about them in fact in the world system for you to go taller you have to cut another man's legs But in the kingdom of God, for you to go taller, you have to lift up somebody else. Serve them. He said he he resists the proud, but gives more grace to the humble. Humble yourself under the mighty hand of God. And what is he going to do? Listen, God does not mind you being promoted, but he doesn't want you to promote yourself. When you humble yourself, then he will lift you up. He will promote you. Say amen to that. Man, this is awesome. This is the world system versus God's way of doing things. So we gave you four principles. Someone say four principles. Pastor T, why did you give us four principles? Because we are in four ways. So I just thought four would be a cool number. Amen. There could be six, seven, eight, nine, and ten. This is not the exhaustive list, but these are the four that I could come up with because we are in four ways. Amen. Number one, we said if you're going to get transformation, you have to do what? Study the word. Someone say study. study. Tell your neighbor study. study. It's not enough just to come to church and feel a goosebump, get hands uh, laid on you, uh, fall down and get up. No, that's not going to transform your life. You have to study the word. You have to get into it and study it. This is what Paul told Timothy. He said, study to show yourself a workman approved of God. uh, uh, that, That is not a shame. Rightly dividing the word of truth. The word of God needs to be divided. Amen. And if you don't study, you won't be able to divide it. Just last Thursday, we went to a live group where we were ministering and just meeting with people. And uh, usually I just mess around with people that, you know, like to throw out these religious, you know, lines. And someone said, well, Pastor T, I, I'm not a New Testament, Old Testament. I just believe the whole Bible. And I said, praise the Lord. That's commendable. When was the last time you took a and cow to your pastor to offer as a bent offering for your sins yearly? I said, well, I don't do that anymore. I said, it's in your Bible. I can show you the scripture that that says we are supposed to do that. Take doves, (laughs) lambs, and so on and so forth. Well, I don't do that because, you see, Jesus came. And I'm telling you, man, there are things in your Bible that you need to rightly divide and know who God was speaking to and so on and so forth. So you need to study the word. Tell your neighbor, study the word. And the other reason you need to study the word is because we have an adversary, the devil. And the devil is going to throw tests and temptations before you. The Bible says when you're tested, don't say it is God testing you because God tempted no man and he is not tempted by any man. But it is the devil and he's going to throw an examination (laughs) your way. I remember when we were in college, uh, we we used to just cheat the system and we would just mess around the whole time pretty much. And then when it was exam uh, time, we would just spend one night just going into all the modules, doing past exam papers and we would pass uh, with flying colors. You know why? Because it was a man's system. You can cheat that system. But when it comes to this system, this one, that's run by God, you can't cheat it. If you don't study the Word, if you don't get the Word on the inside of you, you're destined for destruction. It's said to say that. So if you don't take the Word of God seriously, some bad is coming your way. And I'm not prophesying. That's just what the Bible says. It says if he who does not find his life, he who lives a life that's not founded on God's Word, who is the rock when the storm comes notice it doesn't say if the storm comes it says when because the storm is coming it says when the storm comes he shall crumble like a deck of cards someone shout that's not me amen. amen number two we said after you study the word you need to meditate in the word of god tell your neighbor that meditate in fact ask them do you, neighbor do you meditate do you even know what that is Tell them, yeah, I do it all the time. Yeah. And you actually do do it all the time. Did you know that? Yes. Did you know that worry is meditation? Yeah, is. Someone say, ouch. Yeah. It's just negative meditation. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Number three, we said what? Focus on God's word or the word of God. And then number four, we said what? Act, Act on God's word. So number one, study the word. Number two, Meditate in the Word. Number three, focus on God's Word. And number four, act on God's Word. Hallelujah. So this word transformation, when the Bible says, today we are talking about point number two. Last week or the week before, we talked about studying the Word. Amen. And if you are not here, you can pick up the MP3 on uh, uh, the media team. They will help, help you with that today we're talking about meditating the word of god someone say meditate Meditate. man i love meditation so when the bible says in romans chapter number 12 verse 2 be ye transformed that word transformation is the greek word metamorpho where we get the english word metamorphosis okay and the typical analogy for that metamorphosis or transformation or drastic change is when a caterpillar transforms into a butterfly that's what he's talking about here that the transformation that will take place in your life when you when you meditate in god's word man it's so drastic that when people come and look at you you don't even smell the past life you used to live you're so far transformed you look something else that's totally different See, because when you look at a butterfly you don't see a caterpillar in it in fact when they told me that the butterfly was once a caterpillar i didn't believe them when i was grade 13 form one they told me that a butterfly was previously a caterpillar i didn't believe them that's how drastic this transformation is that comes your way when you change the way you think your life will be so transformed When you tell people I used to be broken, they will not believe you. When you tell people I used to have an an incurable disease, they won't believe you. When you tell people I used to be broke, busted and disgusted, they won't believe you. You know why? Because you'll be so transformed, you'll look something else that's totally different. And this transformation, child of God, is available for you. All you have to do is to go with God's prescription. God is saying, I want you to be transformed drastically. And the way you're going to do it is to change the way you think. And start thinking in line with God's Word. You can transform anything. You can transform your marriage. You can change your children. All you have to do is give them God's Word. And the Word of God has the power to change people's lives. Hallelujah. Not the self-help programs. It's only in the Word of God. As God deposited the power to transform people's lives. So this word transformation is is typically a a, a caterpillar transforming into a butterfly. And One of the things that takes place when that transformation takes place is that sometimes the butterfly has to spend time in what is called a cocoon. Just, you know, uh, uh, chilling in there. Just letting the transformation take place. And sometimes it sits in the cocoon for up to six months. Just sitting and doing nothing. Just meditating. And this is what makes the, the, the message on meditation such a hard message to preach. Particularly in a city like Joburg, or in a Pentecostal church, you know, where we teach loosing and binding and shouting and so on and so forth. To tell someone that transformation is going to come by you sitting down and thinking, No, pastor, I want to bind something. I want to shakara ba ba <laughs> ba 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 no just sit and think fire fire is the in word these days amen Just fire everywhere no just sit down and meditate see we wouldn't have as many problems as we have in the church if people just practiced what God is saying in his word meditate the cocoon just sits does nothing and just thinks Just meditate. Amen? Amen. Have you noticed that the children of Israel, when they go to Jericho, God asked them to go around the walls of Jericho how many days? Seven days, right? And during those seven days, He asked them to be doing what? I didn't hear that? Just chill. Quiet. He said, (laughs) Just walk, but be quiet. I mean, the walls were crazy. There was a whole lot to talk about. If you read the history manuscripts about the walls of Jericho, they were about 20 meters wide. And you know what they used to do? They used to just do right on top of the wall just to intimidate their enemies. So there was a whole lot to talk about the problem. And you know what God told them? He said, don't, don't talk about it, just be quiet. And then on the seventh day, he says, walk around seven times, still quiet. And at the seventh time, then shout. We flipped it. You come to this church where people are just happy, happy, clappy churches. Man, they'll tell you, you shout for seven days. Just be shouting seven days. And then get quiet to see if it, it worked. Ooh, did it work? No. If you did it God's way, you think about it meditate about it by the time you speak it it's fire coming out of your mouth it's so powerful you won't have to say a whole lot this is why jesus was so effective i mean the prayer you prayed to raise someone who had been dead three days was two words no three lazarus come forth now if it had been you or me Man, would have gone into that great... <speaking> in> Lazarus, I want to speak to your spirit right now. You, Lazarus. You, Lazarus. You, spirit. Man, we, we just throw in a whole lot of words. You know why? Because we no, we, we're not even convinced about what we're saying. In fact, the the more you talk, <laughs> the more you expose yourself. Because you're trying to convince yourself to say, Listen, if Lazarus doesn't come forth, then we include all of this stuff in the prayer. So people who are listening in, won't hold us responsible. If Lazarus doesn't come into the out of the, this grave, you must understand there's generational cases. We bind those generational cases. We bind them. And then we keep binding all of the stuff. And it never works and we wonder why. Amen. Listen, once you meditate on God's word, it becomes so real in you. By the time you're speaking it, you believe in it so much you won't have to say much. Hallelujah. Tell your neighbor, meditate. And you must remember, the Bible is not a Western book. It is an Eastern book. And when it went to the West, they tried to take meditation out of the Word of God and out of Christianity. Meditation is very much a principle, a godly principle in God's Word. And I'm going to show it to you. Hallelujah. Why should I meditate, Pastor T, number one? If you're taking down notes, meditation makes the Word of God develop roots in you. Go with me to Mark chapter number four. Someone say meditation will make the Word develop roots on the inside of me. And you need the Word of God to have roots on the inside of you. Mark chapter number 4 from verse 16. Jesus giving a description of one class of people after he had uh, 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 sown the Word. Watch what he says. And these are they likewise which are sown on stony ground, who when they have heard the Word immediately receive it with gladness. Man, they love the word. Say, yes, pastor, you're right. But watch what happens. Verse 17. And they have no what? I didn't hear that. They have no root in themselves, and so endure, but for a time. Afterward, when affliction... Notice it didn't say if affliction. It says when affliction, because affliction is coming. You have an adversary. You have an enemy. And it's called the devil. So affliction is coming. And you better be ready to fight hallelujah Amen. i said hallelujah Amen. yeah man this is good stuff when affliction or persecution arises for the word's sake immediately they are offended so in other words they don't last the whole way you know why because they don't have root in themselves they don't let the word of god develop root in themselves there's a bamboo tree in china And uh, when you plant it, put it in the ground, it takes seven years just to bud. Seven years, just developing roots because it's it's programmed to uh, uh, grow uh, vertical, downwards, before going up. And you know what's so interesting about this bamboo tree is that it takes seven years to go down and it takes less than three months to grow, shoot up, I think about 10 meters tall in three months. And you know what people do when they see it? Say, look at what has happened in three months. No, it didn't happen in three months. It happened in seven years plus three months. And that's what meditation does. When you meditate in God's word, you let the word of God develop roots on the inside of you. When it eventually manifests, everybody else will be surprised, but you will know. I was already here. I already saw the roots. Amen. And you will be a strong tree. Because your roots run deep. We have to teach the church to let the Word of God take residence on the inside of them and develop root, so that they are not easily shaken. I always mess around with people that want to be spiritual. <laughs> and I did it again this past week. I met someone and I said, why do you believe God should prosper you? He says, because it says in the Bible that God wants me to be successful. And I said, no, you won't find that scripture. I said, really? And guess what? It means that word never developed roots on the inside of them. Amen? Do you know what has developed roots on the inside of you? For example, your name. What is your name? Henry. No, that's not your name. Your name is Peter. Did you see that? He didn't even entertain me. He was like, well, dude, if you don't believe I'm Henry's. (laughs) And that's what you should do to the devil. I'm prosperous. No, look at your bank account. Psh, devil. Just psh. What you saying? But you know what we do? Because we are not convinced in and of ourselves, when the devil comes to you and says, no, you're not prosperous, look at your bank account. I say, ooh, you're right. Look at that. Ooh, look at that. You have to be so convinced of God's word the way you are convinced of your name. And man, if people try to argue with you, you, you just... You, you won't even waste the time of day. Just listen, I know this is going to work. Hallelujah. When circumstances come your way to try and disrupt you, you know, you know, you know it's going to work. And there's nothing the devil and his mother-in-law can do about it. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Number two, if you're taking down notes, uh, meditation feeds your imagination. Meditation will feed your imagination. In fact, the Greek word for meditation and imagination is the same. It is the Greek word dianoia. D-I-A-N-O-I-A. And what does this word mean? It means to see a reality that is not present with you in the natural realm. Amen? Amen? If I asked you right now how many doors are in your house. In fact, how many doors are in your house? You see there? Did you see Leanne? She's seeing those doors. She just looked up and started counting them. But the doors are not here. Confirm you are counting them? Amen. That's how powerful meditation is. And that's what the word of God should do in your life. When God speaks something to you, you should see yourself doing that and living that. In fact if you read Isaiah 43 God said I behold I do a new thing and then he went on to ask do you see it? Cuz if you can see it you can tap into it. But if you don't see it you cannot take a hold of it and take advantage of it. In the world they call it visualization. It is a godly principle. Second Corinthians chapter number 4 verse 18 charges us to look at the things that are unseen not the things that are seen why because the things that are unseen are eternal and the things that are seen are temporary don't let your imagination be controlled by the things that you can presently see the things that you can presently see are facts and facts change the word of god is truth and truth is eternal god's word never change That's why we don't have a 17th revised edition of the Word of God. You just have a different translation of the same thing. We don't revise God's Word. It's the truth and it is eternal. But everything else is fact. The challenges in your marriage are fact. And the truth of God can come and change all of that. The challenges in your bank account is fact it's fact but it's not real it's not a reality the reality is in christ you have all your needs met according to his riches and glory by christ jesus i'm not denying that you're faced with challenges today but i'm saying there's a greater reality that you should look into and when you look into it you can pull it into this present realm let thy kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven that's what you do when you peep into the realm of eternity. You're pulling realities and changing your temporary current situation. Someone shout, I can change this. I can change this. Someone shout, I can, this. I can fix this. All you have to do is look into the eternal realm. Did you know that in the eternal realm, there are no sick people? In the eternal realm, there are no broke people. In the eternal realm, there's nobody with stress. In the eternal realm, nobody with anxiety. In the eternal realm, everything is taken care of. Perfect. Why? Because He has given us all things that pertain to life and godliness. Through what? Through the knowledge. All we have to do is know about it so that we can take advantage of it. Say amen to that. Genesis chapter number 1. Man, I need to calm down. Getting too excited here. Genesis chapter number 1. What time did I start? 11? 11 o'clock? Yeah. Okay. We can do this. Genesis chapter number 1 verse 26 to 27. Watch what it says. We said meditation feeds your... I didn't hear that. Tell your neighbor, your imagination is good. It's a godly gift for you to shape your future. In Jesus' name, amen. Watch what the Bible says. The Bible says, and God said, let us make men in our image. Now, what's so interesting about that word, image, it's, it's the same Greek Hebrew word, dianoia. Go and study it out. God was saying, let us make men in our mind, in our imagination. And then he went on to say that after our likeness, verse 26, let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the fowl of the air, over the cattle, over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth verse 27 so god created him in his own imagination if you are reading in the uh, uh king james bible the word own is italized. what's that Italized? that's the word did you see that can you see it in your bible it means that it was added by the uh, uh, people that translated the bible from hebrew it was not in the original manuscript it's idolized so, this scripture should read this way. So, God created man in his imagination. And next part of it, in the image of God, he created he, him. He's not repeating himself. He's not saying God created man in his image. In his image, he created him. No, he's not saying that. He's saying God created man in his imagination and he created him in his image. Can you see that? So, God actually did not create man a walking human being in verse 27 so when did he create him pastor t i'm glad you asked go with me to chapter number two of genesis verse seven so this was a concept for those of you that are fanatics and buildings cars and so on and so forth you know that you build what is called a model this was a model god saw it in his imagination he saw the car in his imagination it was a concept That God was talking about. Even God himself follows this principle. He sees it first before he forms it. Or makes it in the physical realm. And you are not exempt. Verse 7. This is when he started putting together the concept. And God formed man out of the dust of the ground. And breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. And man became a living soul. So God had an imagination, he had a picture, he had a blueprint, he had a template. And then in verse 7 of chapter number 2, he began to work on it. Whatever you're imagining today, no one can stop it. And I want to challenge you to start letting your imaginations run with word of God and on word of God as the fuel. If God say I'm prosperous, start seeing yourself prosper if god says you're going to have a heavenly a marriage made in heaven start seeing your marriage prospering so the challenge we have in the church is that we have people seeing every wrong thing about their marriages and then when every wrong thing about their marriages start happening they, they, they wonder, where did that come from? No, it's from your imagination. This is why one of the qualifications of an elder in the church is to be void. The Bible says, be sober. You know what that means? It means to be void of speculative imagination. Be void of speculative imagination. Negative speculative imagination. The Bible says, be void of that. In other words, the thoughts, the pictures that should dominate your mind are pictures that are word-based. Jesus said, I only do that which I see my father do. Where did he see his father do something? In his imagination. And that word imagination is two English words. Images from another nation. And what nation is that? It is the nation of God. See, because we are in the world, but we are not of this nation. We are not of the world. Amen? And you need to start training your mind to see things before they happen. In fact, it happens to you all the time. Have you ever had a, a, a deja vu experience? Where you just see it and you're like, man, I was here. I was here before. See, you, you can't relegate really that, that ability to just the winds of life. Or, you know, sometimes I see things and, you know, Sometimes I don't, and so on. No, start taking charge and start seeing what you want to see. Amen? Amen. My first job, I remember I went for that interview, man. And when they showed me the car that they were going to give the person who was going to get the job, I remember, man, I started seeing that car everywhere. Just everywhere I looked, I started seeing that car. And not only that, I started seeing myself driving that car. I even knew the first cassette. How old? Are people in this church, you know what a cassette is? You know what a cassette is? Man, I knew. I even went and I bought a TDK, and is that holy? No, that's piracy. No, I went and bought an original. Hey Amen. I put some music on it, and the music that I wanted, man, I would play that, that music and know that I was getting the job, and the first cassette that I was going to put in the radio was that cassette. And I started, man, I could picture myself. I would listen to that. I even knew how I was going to be leaning back in that car. Just, I was there. I was there way before I was there. Amen? And guess what? Because of that, spiritual laws say this is the dude that deserves the job. Even though, even even if, I was the least qualified because I had no experience. But the spiritual laws will fight for you. If you go into the world where they teach visualization, they will say, uh, it's, uh, what do they call it? They say, it's, it's the universe. No, it's not the universe. For you and I, it's the angels. They, those are God's delivery boys. They bring to you what you're expecting. And that expectation is called faith. And your faith has to be based on God's word. Amen. Amen. I said amen. Amen. When my wife and I uh, started looking for a a house that we were going to live in as our family home, uh, I remember everywhere. We would go every Sunday after church and just look at houses. Man, and we never found the house. We never found it. We just go everywhere, just looking at houses. We never found the house. And then I remember the one time we were sitting with uh, Sister Rachel and Stacy for just having lunch. Stacy's Bella, and just hanging out. And you know, we started the conversation. Have you guys found the house? No, not yet. We haven't found the house. Says why haven't you found the house? We say there are no houses. Said there are no houses. Says yeah, there are no houses. The one that we want. Says what do you want? I say well, uh, we want a house. Say, "What? What house? What house do you want?" Says, "Well, we just want a house, you know, a house." Says, "What? Two bed, one bed, bachelorette, what 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 what?" And then we said, "No, we actually don't know the house that we're looking for." And then we went back home and um, the assignment from that meeting was to go back home and write down everything we expect in that house. And we went back home, and we started writing down, and my wife would say, uh, I want a scullery. Man, I, listen, I grew up in a three-roomed house, not a 3 bedroom I'd never heard of a scullery. I know of a kitchen, a dining, and a bedroom. Scullery, I'd never heard of a scullery, my wife. I said, what's a scullery? She said, well, oh, this is like this, like that. And she showed me pictures on the internet, and I, my faith just rose up for the scullery. And then she said, we want a swimming pool on that house. And man, the the... The closest thing i had seen to a swimming pool was our bathtub. I would swim in a bathtub, just do laps in that bathtub, man. Just shoo, shoo. I, was, I was just amazing growing up. And, uh, and, and, and and, something on the inside of me just rose. And, and I started seeing those things. And as I saw those things, my wife would tell you, it took us less than a week to find the house. You know why? Cuz I had already seen it in the spiritual and when we went into that house, I had to pinch my wife to say, "Hey, honey, don't get too excited. We won't be able to negotiate if you get too excited." <laughs> okay? Just walk in there and this is a tip. When you start looking for a house, man, if you find the one you want, don't just get too excited and give up and just you know, just just don't don't do it. Just act like something is wrong with the house. Just walk in there like a boss like, "Hmm." So why is that uh, kitchen uh, uh, cupboard falling? Falling? Say, well, it's not falling. We, we can fix it for you. you know, just hmm. if you see a crack, just maximize on that crack. I but this house has cracks, and in your heart you're burning. You're like, man, I want this house. Hey, Amen. <laughs> but you can't, you can't, you can't make it too easy on them. Okay. Because then, because of the things that we had identified, we submitted an offer, and we managed to uh, uh, get the thing. And I want to speak to someone who's single. Know exactly what you're looking for. And now they've made it much easier, because now you can go on to dating websites, online dating websites, and they do what is called pre-vetting for you. Pre-vetting. All you have to do is go there and say, okay, this is what I want. They even tell you the amount of money they make. Okay, I don't want this one, this one. I don't want this one and so on and so on. They do pre-vetting for you. Whatever you imagine, you go and look look out for it and you'll find it. It's as simple as that. Amen? Amen. Amen. I said amen. Amen. That's how you should work. Imagine it. See it before it happens. See it before it happens. See your kids prospering. See your kids being leaders and not followers. See your kids not being influenced by peer pressure. See it. And as you see it, you impart that faith, that life on them. Take charge of your imagination. The things that you think about before you go to sleep. See, God used this. God is amazing. You know that dude, what's his name? Jacob? Joseph. Joseph was just busy minding his own business and God started working on his imagination while he's asleep. You can do that while you are awake, but sometimes we don't give God an opportunity. He has to wait for you to be asleep when your argumentative mind is going to sleep. Then he can throw something that will blow your mind. Because he knows if he tries to throw something while you are awake, you're going to tell him all the reasons why it should not work. God, not me, because I'm just a woman, I'm just black. So God waits for Joseph to go to sleep and then he throws a big dream. And then Joseph woke up and said, man, I just saw something that blew my mind. All of y'all were bowing down before me. And he told them twice. Man, did that come to pass? Yes, it did come to pass. See, whatever godly visions that you preserve, Joseph started going everywhere and talk about it. Whatever godly visions that you preserve and start confessing them and start seeing them everywhere. If you're struggling with your imagination, just go and get a picture so you can start training your imagination to see based off of that picture. 2011 Tate. I was getting ready to uh, get married to my wife, and and uh, we were going out for our honeymoon to uh, uh, Miami. Was one of the cities we were going to, and I knew I was going to be at the beach. So I was so motivated, man, to just lose the port belly quick. And one of the things I did, man, I've been I've been visualizing a lot. I've been, you know, just letting imagination. But I couldn't see myself with a six pack. I, I just couldn't, man. I, I'd look at myself in the mirror, and I'm like, man, <laughs> there is no way. This is happening. So I struggled. You know what I did? I went, man, I went to a a men's health magazine. And I went and I took a men's health magazine and I cut off the head of the dude that was there. Black dude, of course. And then I put (laughs) my face on it. And then every time I would walk into my office, I would just see myself. Ooh, who's that dude? And I started visualizing and seeing myself with a great body. And it motivated me to start eating right. It started changing and modifying my behavior because I could see it. That's what we're trying to say. When you can see yourself in the future, you will begin to change. This is why Joseph ran away from Potiphar's wife. Because he had already seen himself as the king. And he was like, kings don't do that. Kings don't mess around. I know that at one day y'all are going to bow down before me i know that in that day i'll have anything that i want so i'm not going to forsake that vision for just temporary enjoyment because he could see it say amen to that oh jesus how many points did i give you Two, two. Oh man number three meditation is sitting under the word constantly and consistently just let the word of god minister to you all the time amen I'm getting ready to close. Luke chapter number 10, verse 38. It says that uh, Martha and and, and Mary, remember the story? Jesus was giving out the word in their house. And Mary decided to sit uh, at the feet of Jesus and receive the word. And Martha decided to do what? To run around and do stuff in the kitchen. And Martha was crazy, man. She was running around and then she came to Jesus and said, Jesus, Jesus, don't you care? She was just a loud mouth, Martha, you know. Jesus, Jesus. Look at Mary. She's not helping me in the kitchen. I'm busy working. And you know what Jesus said? He says, Martha, Martha. (laughs) The part that Mary has chosen is a great part. And thou shall not be taken away from her. Just sitting under the word. He said, this is a better part to sit under the word. And I know I'm preaching to busy people. Because this is the city of Johannesburg. But let me tell you before you go out and exit before you run and be busy sit under the word let the word just marinate you can i use that on people just marinated by the word eh? just let it marinate you if people bite you what should what should they taste the word hallelujah number four meditation is your biblical key to profit someone say profit how many would want a profit First Timothy chapter number 4 verse 15 I got two more minutes Can I preach for two more minutes? Then I was supposed to be finished by half past But I had point number 4 Again, these are the four points in meditation Why four Yeah, yeah, Y'all yeah. Yeah, yeah, learn fast First Timothy chapter number 4 verse 15 Glory to God What does he say? What's the first word? I didn't hear that. Come on, are y'all hungry? We're about to leave. Give me the first word. Give me that first word. Do what? Tell your neighbor. Push the person in front of you and tell them to do that. Hey, I said push them. Push them and tell them to meditate. Now look at the person behind you and say you're right, but You know, don't be pushing me in here Don't push me now Meditate upon these things Give thyselves wholly Completely Alright To them Why? You can put an SO between them and that So that it just jumps out at you So that Thy what? I didn't hear that How many would want profit? There is the way you can tap into profit. In fact, when you get home, I want you to go on to Google and type meditation in business. I was reading the one time I was uh, flying out overseas and I was reading in the Huffington Post. They said meditation, they've proven scientifically that meditation is the key to profit even in organizations. This is why certain organizations have now uh, built and incorporated in their buildings chapels, prayer rooms. Is that what they call them? Prayer rooms. So that people can go in there and meditate and and tap into the spiritual realm and get solutions for their organization. Why? Because meditation is the biblical key to profiting. And not only self-profit. He said so that thy profiting will be so abundant. It will appear to how many? How many? And I have to quit because I'm out of time. Why don't you stand on your feet? Praise the Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. So for those of you that have the detox manual, please make sure as you go through the 21 days, uh, meditate on the scripture that you are going to read at the top and just remember it throughout the whole day and just let it paint pictures for you amen i said amen for those of you that are in business i want to encourage you to just start seeing your business prosper start seeing increase in your business start seeing yourself do more things amen for those of you who are Uh, pursuing careers i want to encourage you to just start seeing yourself doing better start seeing yourself receive that letter of promotion start seeing yourself those of you who are in ministry just start seeing yourself minister to thousands upon thousands and thousands of people and as you do that it will modify your behavior you start to carry yourself now as an individual who is going to minister to thousands upon thousands of people Say amen to that And I'm telling you This is awesome This is awesome All we have to do is to tap into it As we close If you are here And you have sickness in your body I want to pray for you right now Before we go, amen Thank you Jesus, just lift your hand Wherever you are And begin to imagine yourself Pain free Begin to see yourself pain free. Begin to see yourself doing what you couldn't do before. See yourself healed.